0: I don't think people are afraid to lose love. I think people are afraid to lose people. Mm -hmm. Because the people who you're afraid to lose love from don't even give you love most of the time.
1: They asked me, like, what do I do? Like, I don't feel like I can get my parents' approval and be a soccer player. I said, honestly, you got to do what you want. Because you can spend the rest of your life trying to get approval from your parents, and you might never get it. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up
1: in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a Next Level. We bring you five episodes a week, four of which are solo episodes with Kevin and I, and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer, of The
0: Playbook Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, where we talked about the top five lessons from 600 episodes of NLU slash The Hyperconscious Podcast. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the OGs out there. Today, for episode number 647, The Hard Truth About Family.
1: Okay, so first, to provide a little bit of context, so Kevin and I... I don't want to say we're nervous for this episode, but this is an episode that I think is a difficult truth. Yes. And you know on this show, we want to help you get to the next level. In order to do that, we got to give you some next level truth and some insights that I think we all kind of understand but maybe don't talk about enough. Heart driven but no BS. Heart driven but no BS. Okay, so basically the idea here is we're all born into this world and whatever where wherever or whoever you grow up around is kind of going to inherently download the beliefs, and the values that you have. So I often use an example of like, if you were born in Shanghai, you'd speak Chinese. If you're born in Massachusetts in the US, you speak English, almost regardless of whether or not you are Chinese or American, blah, blah, blah. So the idea here is basically that Kevin and I want to talk to you about is that what you grew up in might not be normal, but it felt normal to you. And it's not until later in life when you look back and connect the dots that you go, you know what, honestly, my family might not have actually been. It's not like your family was good or bad. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like your family was what it was and they wired you a certain way, whether, whether they wanted to or not. And if you don't understand that, how are you going to recondition and unwire yourself for the better? So let's say you grew up in an environment where you know, um, everybody played chess every single Saturday. You're naturally going to love chess and you probably now still play chess as an adult. That doesn't necessarily mean... But then what about someone who was in a family that did horseback riding every Saturday? It's a completely different life depending on what you grew up
0: around. You're basically trying to rewire your childhood. Right. Realistically, and that's what we're doing. If you're listening to us, all we're doing is saying, hey, this is currently maybe the way you're thinking... Or this is the way I thought. Or we have a guest on, and they say this is how some people are thinking, and we give you an alternative to think. Right. That's really all it is, and that's. I think the people who, and again, this it's hard because you can't really tell what people think. But the people who make it the furthest have reconditioned the best.
1: Yes. Or they had really. Or they were conditioned
0: properly. Right. Or they Uh, had really. Yeah. Conditioned for success. More ideally. Yeah. So we were saying this. We had a different intro that we were going to open up this with, this with, but we switched it. Here we go. So I saw a post on Instagram that basically said we have to normalize the fact that family isn't always good for us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our families are toxic. And I think one of the examples they used was abuse. Like basically, you know how a lot of people have weird, like your weird uncle or your weird aunt that's kind of weird around the kids? Mm-hmm. Like that... people normalize that. Like, yeah, he's just a little bit strange. Like, what if that's toxic? What if your family has a little bit of toxicity in it? And that's something that people aren't willing to talk about. And we even said that in group coaching of like, guys, I understand that you were raised by your family and they probably wanted what was best for you. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they don't know what's best for you. And the reason you're living your life the way you are today is most likely because of that. And we have so many examples of people who either have a very low level of self-worth because that's what their family instilled in them
1: mm-hmm.
0: or very, very limiting beliefs of you cannot accomplish this or not accepting their sexuality or who they are as a person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's so many examples of this of like, and I again, I know this is easier said than done, but what if you just distance yourself from those people? Yeah, And I guess, I don't want to say why can't
1: you because I know it's hard. You wouldn't put up with that if it was just somebody else. Why do you have you ever met someone who didn't have this issue? To some extent. Other than me, no, not really. I mean the issue of like my family believes I should be different than I am. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's it's everybody. I same Yeah, yeah, everybody. It's it's unbelievable to me how I've never met someone who who's didn't have like challenges with being different than their family wanted them to be. yeah, I don't know. I, I Which I, is so fascinating because it's like, I want to be a parent who wants <clears throat> my children to be who they want to be. I think. I, I do too. But I think it's one of those things of like, how do you know
0: how to advise something that you don't know? Kind of in a way. You know, you know, like my family's uber supportive. They all, they've all they been super supportive. I said this the other day. I cannot recall a time where my family has ever made me feel guilty. From the time where I was, whatever, 23 or 24 and I got my job traveling and I was gone for months at a, at a time at one point, they never gave me crap for that, ever. And the podcast thing, like I told you this, my uncle committed suicide a few years ago and my family literally said like, hey, we know you have a, a big podcast, don't come to the funeral. Like literally that's how they how supportive they are. I'm blessed. But but I've also been I think pretty good at saying like if you don't support me, you're out. Cuz you kind of have to be. I I just think it's that way.
1: And why do you think other people can't seem to do that?
0: Because I think they're So we had a little bit of a breakthrough today in the studio. I don't think people are afraid to lose love. I think people are afraid to lose people mm-hmm. because the people who you're afraid to lose love from don't even give you love most of the time. Most of the time. It's conditional love right. is what it is. Right. It's like you're just afraid. It's almost like in a weird way. And again, you have positive memories, right? I'm not going to say you don't have good memories with your family, but it's the, the family seems to
1: be the biggest pain point for most people. It does. It is. I think it's because they're the ones who feel entitled yeah. They don't mean to, but I think they feel entitled to your time. I think they feel entitled to Uh-oh. they to their own opinions of what you should and shouldn't be. I the more I've done coaching and consulting and podcasting and speaking, the more I've understood that like I don't know a single person who has a family that is like fully supportive of who they choose to be. It's 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 almost like okay, if you're out there listening right now, let's just bring this down to earth. I want you to think of a family member who genuinely, whether they mean to or not, kind of has an opinionated perspective about what you should be. Or they kind of like, they kind of crap on you a little bit for who you are Mm. and what you choose. So everyone think of that person. Okay, would you tolerate that from a friend? Would you tolerate that from a colleague? Would you tolerate that from Kevin or I? or a coach, or a mentor, or a mentee, or a client? Probably not. It's because they're family. There's no boundaries. I think that... I mean, think about this for a second. I think about stuff like this all the time. Like Will Smith, okay? Very, very famous man, for Okay, sure. If we got to have Will Smith on the podcast, we would value him at a level 10, and we'd be so excited to interview him. He's awesome from my perspective. Same. I doubt his family values him at level 10, because they're so used to having him around. I think it's the law of familiarity. See, we're not, we are not—we don't get to hang out with Will Smith whenever we want. Whereas I think his family kind of does. And I think it, it gives us a sort of jaded perspective of someone's value. So, for example, you and I spend time together all the time. There are a lot of people out there that want to spend time with Kevin. Which is weird for me. It's awesome. I love it. I appreciate it. <clears throat> I probably take it for granted. Same. I know I do for you. I think that's kind of what this is, but but now imagine that, but really strict, close-minded beliefs. Well, again,
0: and again, well, we're going
1: to keep all this anonymous, but we know
0: somebody who is very successful, and this person made something like uh, almost a hundred thousand dollars in a week or a week and a half or two weeks. Yeah, and their family still were like, "What are you doing online? Like, what? How do you expect to make money in all this doing what you're doing online?" Literally, and it's like. I just made all this money. I just made more money in a week than most people make in a lifetime, or not a lifetime, in a year. Yeah. And they're still doubting it. I just think it's because everybody in some way, shape, or form is set in their ways. They're set in their beliefs. And your family doesn't necessarily have the necessity to change their beliefs. If you want to succeed greater than you're currently succeeding, there's a good chance that you have to break down a belief. hmm Or amplify one. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. But your family doesn't necessarily have to. And this is the other thing, and I've said this for a long time. I don't think your family wants to see you fail. I think they want to see you be safe. It's not that they don't want to see you succeed. They don't want to see you leave. They're afraid that you might go, probably. And they're, you know, they're afraid you're going to get hurt.
1: None of this is conscious, either. At least, sometimes. Yeah.
0: I remember my my mom and my grandmother back when I wanted to fight for a living... They came and watched one of my Brazilian jiu-jitsu matches, which is not, like, fighting at all. It's grappling. There's no punches or anything. And my grandmother was losing her mind. She's like, I could never watch you fight. I was like, why? And she's like, what if you get hurt? It's like, yeah, I guess I didn't really think of that. Because I'm not thinking about that. So what if they, and they didn't, they were supportive, but what if they subconsciously tried to stop me from doing it because they were
1: afraid I was going to get hurt? That's, I think, what most families are doing. Yeah, Think about it this way. If... If your family, I remember there was two kids at Clark University that came up to me and they they wanted to play soccer for a living and apparently they were really really incredible soccer players. I think they were both from Brazil, but their parents wanted them to be um, engineers, and they said we don't even like engineering. These are brothers. We don't want to do engineering. And I remember they asked me like, what do I do? Like I don't feel like I can get my parents' approval and be a soccer player. I said, honestly, you got to do what you want because you can spend the rest of your life trying to get approval from your parents and you might never get it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, one of the biggest issues for our listeners that we've seen is not everybody has people in their corner trying to lift them to the next level. And even the people who are trying to help don't always know how.
1: That's why Kevin and I created Next Level Group Coaching. It's a three month program on teams of 10 with all people committed to achieving their goals. Click the link in the show notes for more information. And we only take 10 people at a time, so make sure you get in quick. Again, we'll keep this anonymous, but I know someone that I coach who literally got a master's degree and then was sitting there going, did I ever even really want this master's degree? Or was I doing this because my mom and my dad really wanted me to get one? I I think that we just don't always understand the influence that our parents have over us, especially those closest to us. I mean, Emilia's witnessed me Act differently around close family members, and I've witnessed her act differently around close family members because they know a different age of her. Like they've, you know, they changed your diapers, and it, you know, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a little weird. Sometimes I wonder to myself too, like when I do spend quality time with my mom, like it's just wild because I do think that some people. Value my time so highly and I really appreciate that but then some people really just kind of don't and my mom does especially lately she's like so excited if we ever spend any time together, but I think at the end of the day The truth about your family. They're not going to value your time As much as someone else who doesn't normally get it or didn't get it by default I think that might be what it is when you grow up and you're their child or you're their brother or their sister or whatever. I think you just it it, it creates a level of entitlement. Yeah. Entitlement is the opposite of appreciation. I think. Like, imagine your brother or sister or your mom or your dad. You didn't see them for two years. How much are you going to be excited to see them when you finally do? Of course, it's going to feel like a level ten of value. Yeah. My so I just want
0: to make sure like my point in this episode. I just want you to contemplate if you're the if you're one of the people who've said like yeah, my family's just not supportive at all. That doesn't mean you have to cut them out of your life. That's not what I'm saying. But we know people whose families are just toxic to them. Yeah. They're just not good to them. They treat them badly. Yep. And they're caught between these two worlds of who they want to be and who their family knows them as. And unless they're who their family knows them as, they get mistreated. So if that's you, and I hope it's not, I hope that's not what you're going through, but if you are, I think it's time to take a look at your family and figure out like, look, what am I? Am I looking for approval? Like, do I actually need their approval? Like, do I really need their approval? And what if I go do what I want and I'm successful? Will I get approval then? That that might happen. Again, my family had no idea why I was doing what I was doing, but I haven't gone to a job in four years or however long it's been. I don't know. I should probably figure that out. Why do you somewhere. think
1: they were so supportive, even though they had no idea?
0: Because I, I think they understood. From earlier on that I was just gonna do what I wanted. Okay. Help
1: other people who are listening with that. How did how did how did you set that boundary I, early I on? That's kind of what you did. It's I didn't go to college. I, I didn't and they wanted you to?
0: No, not necessarily. They wanted me to do what I wanted. Hmm. My mom literally says this all the time. Like, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. She like when I when I first started dating Taryn again two years ago. She's like, Oh, I'm excited for you. How's it going? I said, It's going great. She said, Good. As long as you're happy, I'm happy. That's like her thing. So I just think I got lucky. It's awesome. I, I do.
1: But I also for anyone listening, think about think about that for a second. Yeah. I doubt I, I from all that I've studied, I, that's a rarity. Well, I hope I hope people I think have people that. say it. But yeah. a lot of parents say it. If you're happy, I'm happy, but then they have really strong opinions of what you should and shouldn't do. I think
0: it's different too though because we're at a different age. Like if you're listening to this and you're 18 and you live with your parents, it's a little different than somebody who's 31 and
1: I haven't lived with them since I was, I don't know, 24. It's the same principle though. What would you tell an 18 year old? I think we should each do this. Honestly. (sighs) Jeez.
0: Honestly, if you only do what the people around you want you to do, you're going to be more miserable at the end. Yep. like you're gonna, yeah, you'll you'll have their love, but you're gonna be miserable, and you might resent them for it. Of like, I didn't even want to go to college. Why did I go to college? Versus chasing what you want and winning them over. I, I think that's it. Again, tough advice and a tough a tough episode, but I I think the perspective of you only get one life, like you literally, and this is hard for me to explain because I think I think about this more than maybe average people do, but you literally get one life. And at one point in your life, if you're lucky enough to do this, you'll be laying in the hospital looking back on your life. And you'll either say, damn, I'm so happy I did everything I wanted, or shit, I wish I could go back and change all these things. And if it's it's your family not supporting you and that's why you're not going to chase your dreams, what happens when your family dies? Like if you're 18... And your family dies when you're in your 40s or your 50s or your 60s, God willing, then what do you do? Then you just keep going to the job you go to because that's what they decided for you? Like, no, it's, you're going to regret it. Mm. You're going to regret it. And I don't, I don't know. I don't want to see people regret that. And I bet your family would regret it too if they knew how much what you wanted to do meant to you. Right. They would. Maybe you got to tell them. Maybe you got to tell them like, mom, dad, I know you're scared. And I know things are way different than they've ever been. Like, I know I have a cell phone that can literally get me to the moon, right? But like, there's so many people doing what I'm doing. There's so many people making money on a podcast. There's so many people speaking. There's so many people playing soccer. You know, like, i was, re- I was really good at soccer. Like, I promise I'm gonna work hard. I don't know. I, I just think you have to have an honest conversation. Those are usually the hardest, honestly.
1: Last thing I'll say, when I was 16 years old, uh, I had a friend of mine, Keep It Anonymous, and we would always go to those Halo Halo 1 tournaments. Mm. And he was uh, one of the best in all of New England at Halo 1. And he got offered to fly to Florida for a for a conference, uh, like a, an event. MLG, Major League Gaming, was going to sponsor this. And he him and all the best players in the world were being flown out to this tournament. And his parents wouldn't let him go. And I remember thinking to myself, like, did they have any idea how much esports players make now there are esports players the the people that we used to play with some of them make millions of dollars genuinely playing video games and no one knew back then his parents didn't let him go and it's just it's it's a lot of it is rooted in ignorance to be completely honest and i don't i don't mean that to make them wrong what i mean is that if you're out there you have to advocate for yourself you have to self advocate if you're 18, this is what I would have done. This is what I would have done if I could go back. And again, Kevin and I are both 32. It's like if you're younger listening to this show, even if you're older, this stuff, I'm telling you, don't don't delude yourself into thinking like, "Oh no, it's all just going to work out." It won't. It won't just work out. You have to make it happen. This is what I would say. I would sit anyone who disagreed with what I decided to do, I would sit them down and I would say, "Listen, I am going to do what I believe is best. If you want to give me your perspective, that's great. But this is what I'm going to do. And at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I want and what I believe is best. And I also want you to do what you want and what you believe is best. And as long as that's an understanding that we have from the get, we're going to get along just fine. I would have set that boundary. With my friends, with my family, with my colleagues, with everyone. And now I do. I really, really do. (laughs) Um, To a drastic extent, actually. (laughs) Really. Uh, But I didn't always. And that that held me back probably more than anything. Again, this is about the truth about your family. I'm not saying my family held me back more than anything. I think my own inability to set that energetic boundary of like, think of it like a force field. You are protected from the opinions of others. Steve Jobs said, don't let the opinions of others drown out your own inner voice. I have that on my wall, actually, which is ironic considering this is my biggest kryptonite. But yeah, definitely anyone who, at the end of the day, you will regret it if you don't at least try. Yeah, and And for Kevin and I, it's like all our clients and stuff, we see this so often. We see this so often, and it it does, man. It bothers me. Well, it bothers and, me to see. And one of the weird things is, like, if you listen to us, the only
0: reason you actually listen to us is because we didn't do that. Yeah. If we did, then that might not be the case. Again, my family was very supportive, but I don't think they wanted me to do this. Same. Right? And, like, my friends, I'm blessed because I have a very small circle, and they were supportive, but my coworkers weren't, and my past bosses weren't, you know? It's like... Yeah, it's it's tough, and this was a tough episode for Alan and I to record because I don't want to I don't want to crap on your family if you're listening of to this. Of course not, yeah. right? But I want you to be happy. In a we like if you're a listener of this show, you're a member of the Next Level University family. I care about you, and it's my job to say, look, if your family's be Jeffing, then we have to un Jeff. And if you really want to get to the next level, sometimes you just have to distance yourself, even from the people who it's taboo to distance yourself from. What do
1: you think is more important, learning or unlearning? I think unlearning. Yeah. Like I think finding there's that a, more and more. There's seasons for both, but... Lear- like, learning how to unlearn.
0: <laughs> well, you, how do you learn confidence? You unlearn insecurity. I don't know. I think it's connected. We'll yeah. have to do an episode on that. Sometime. Yeah, we should. Do you dig it? I do. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking for a community where you actually belong and you can talk about your big goals and your big dreams, you can talk about your insecurities, your fears, your wins, and your losses, <clears> join Next Level Nation. The link is in the show notes. And I think we're 430 or 40 or 50 members growing
1: quickly. And <coughs> it's just a great place for you. You actually belong there. No one's going to tell you who you should be in there. They're just going to throw fuel and wind into your sails, towards your dreams. If you are looking to grow a business or start a podcast, reach out to Kevin or myself. I am going to say a bold statement. Uh, Kevin and I, I believe, can help you grow your podcast or your business uh, more than almost anyone I know. If not anyone I know, I honestly. And I'm we, we will we will back that up. We will back that up. So please reach out. Boom.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this. Up next, we have a Q&A. What do I do if I am a perfectionist? We hope you enjoyed this. We love you. We appreciate you. And as always, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you soon. Bye.